0: Welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region. A lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you, and stay tuned.
1: Hey, Teresa, how's it going?
0: Good. How are you? Uh,
1: pretty, pretty okay. Um, I had some, uh, some good news today actually, which has been yeah. good. Um, I guess with uh, kind of everything going on and. The uh, announcement this, earlier this week about them potentially expanding the lockdown until uh, 12 weeks from now. Um, the landlord was nice enough to actually hold my rent for this month until we figure out what's going on. Um, oh, that's
0: wonderful.
1: Yeah, his initial offer was uh, like a deferment of 50% of the rent and then uh, paying back that deferred half uh, by the end of this year. Um, and basically I had to tell him that that wasn't going to be enough for me or most of us. Um, and you know, all of the people in the plaza have been like communicating with each other with what's going on and what their needs are with rent. And so, uh, two of them are are already handing in their three months notice and are going to leave because they, uh, foresee this going on for the better part of the year and they don't want to be on the hook for rent and still having to figure things out when, you know, for them, it doesn't look like it's going to be able to come back. So
0: right. What kind of businesses are they?
1: um so the first one is a a guitar store
0: yeah
1: um they do a lot of business online so for them the stores are more of like a showroom kind of thing and uh you know unless there's people who are coming in to actually make in-person orders it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to continue to have it in this situation that makes sense right oh definitely and then the other one is actually like a party supply store oh okay and uh so similar thing not an essential business and, uh, he does a lot of, um, like online ordering too, but, uh, he's not sure actually whether he has to stop his operations entirely because of the, uh, non-essential business shutdown.
0: No. So if you can work on your line online, then you can continue.
1: Okay, sweet. You yeah. can
0: work online and from your home, you can continue your business.
1: Awesome. Yeah, he was talking about like um, thinking you could get fined if you had to do curbside delivery or something like that. No. And I was, I was not sure that that was true, but. No, um,
0: so all other businesses are still operating. Like people making bath bombs and um, craft kits and all that sort of stuff. As long as it can be delivered to their houses and stuff. And you know, they're still operating.
1: Awesome. That, I that wondered
0: sh- that about your business too. If there was a way that you can run board games virtually so that people sign in like on a house party app have you heard of the house party app
1: yeah actually my girlfriends and her coworkers have been using it to try to stay in touch
0: so. yeah so you use the app and then you set up different rooms with different games like you could do it virtually and maybe get people to pay i don't know if they would pay like they'd pay a little bit
1: interesting yeah the only downside to that is how do you um allow the pieces to move, right? Like if they're kind of, they've got a camera, they're set up watching their game, but then you've got to run in between each game and be moving pieces kind of thing constantly. Is that the, uh...
0: So I also thought about, is there a way you can play games where you can all kind of play in your own house, but you like you play with your set of people and de- you guys are all together, but you're right. I probably didn't think it all, I didn't think it all the way through.
1: Oh no, it's okay. It's, uh, it's definitely been a question that's, uh, I've been kind of pondering for a while. I think the best solution for me actually is um, doing like a to-go package. So like like having a really good high quality board game that's not very expensive bundled with um, like a dinner option with like drinks and stuff like that and making like a here's a night like a treat night package kind of thing and then trying to do curbside delivery of this whole sort of setup and it's like a whole night out in a box. So um, I was paused because of Brandon saying like, you know, you don't want to do anything. You're not necessarily allowed to do curbside delivery, blah, blah, blah. And so I just wanted to make sure I checked that that was okay. Yeah, um, it is. So yeah, that, that's my, um, my plan on that side. Awesome. Thank go you. Forward, so
0: it's hard for us. The only way for a lot of your businesses to really be helped is to just give them the cash or, give, or find sales. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's not possible. Like we are stuck. But but we could pivot some of our models. So one of those certainly is for you to have that model where you can deliver games. Yep. Like eventually it's, what's hard is to deliver them and rent them out and get them back. Cause that's a, that's a contaminated situation. But the other way around is probably very smart and puzzles. Can you deliver like, you know, a knife of puzzles and popcorn and like a whole pack, like a gift basket that they buy
1: uh possibly yeah you know puzzles have been crazy everyone's been buying out puzzles everywhere so that's kind of insane but uh yeah I think um I thought about the rental situation because I've got that big library of board games to play in the store so why couldn't I bring that to people's houses but you're right it's it's the issue is the contamination you get like uh people who have droplets or particles or whatever that live on the board
0: how long does it live on the board game
1: uh it's it's kind of uh, up in the air right now they're they're not sure um so different materials uh yeah but just
0: let's think if it's just paper yeah they're saying then there's laminated plastic on some of those things too right
1: yeah and some games have cloth bags and that kind of thing going on so it depends on the game um so i think like you know for me to establish a general guideline like a safe measure i think it has to be like nine days that you've got a um you know keep it in isolation, dry away from everything else, and That doesn't so make it, like... Profitable.
0: Or feasible for you, really, like, you're gonna be keeping shit in quarantine, and then...
1: <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna have a corner of just games that are in detention for nine days, and then grab them... <laughs> and then, and when you
0: delivered it to the house it's going to, they're gonna have to quarantine it as well, so... To me, I, I don't think... I don't think that works, you know what I mean?
1: No, it's definitely better to do, like, here's something that's plastic wrapped, and once you tear that plastic off, this is fresh for you, and this is yours now, right? Like, enjoy your retail item, so, and try to package other things on there, so, yeah. um, It's a tough
0: situation, Andrew. These are not normal times, like, none of us have ever experienced this, so who knows where it's uncharted waters all the time, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, not since, like, 1918 has something like this happened, so... In, in the terms of the pandemic side, you know, there's been like the world war rationing people are talking about, but
0: yeah,
1: I think it was a different battle there because that was like a resource issue. Um, whereas this is like, on so it's like a health issue. And it also, uh, you know, some of the other interviews I've done, it's because of the forced isolation, it really makes uh, mental health difficult. Um, you know, Very. you're kind of separated from uh, everyone around you. It's, you know, when, when things are tough in a resource situation, you can at least you know, talk to people and have that social support circle. In this case, all you have is like this, you know, virtual, (laughs) which is good, but I'm
0: actually glad I have this. Like, I don't actually feel isolated from it. Like, sure. I haven't seen a lot of my friends, but I'm uh, sewing masks for the front line. So I'm as busy as I can ever be sewing masks and working like the business is busy.
1: I was actually going to mention that today that uh, I saw your CBC news article about uh, Canada sews. And that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's very cool.
0: So wow. I happened to just be one of the sewers, but they didn't want to be the spokesperson. So they said, what I do. I said, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. We've got like, we probably have like 4,000 people that are part of the group now just sewing their butts off. So. Wow.
1: And yeah. you're at 7,500 orders when, uh, you we were article? when
0: I put that up, I would imagine it's more now. I need to look at the website. Um, we actually keep that separate from the website and it, t- it doesn't add up to how many there is but I'd have to get one of the girls to aggregate the information
1: wow yeah. and uh, is it like f- a free thing or are they paying for the mask? No they're
0: free so oh, okay. we're getting donated materials and then we go through a whole process we wash it then we make it then it gets washed again then we deliver it to the UPS store then the UPS stores are shipping them for us
1: Oh, awesome. And yeah. do they have like a deal that because it's a support and charity thing, they don't charge you for the shipping?
0: No, I don't think they are. No. Oh, that's nice. It started out like last Sunday, literally, it's a week old. We started out with just doing it in Durham and then it just started to grow. So, I mean, I myself have only made like 35 masks, but I'm, I can only sew at night. So, I, I, I don't have much time. But there are other people that are super duper making 50, 100. Wow. Amazing. It's amazing yeah, what we can do.
1: That's a lot of work anyways, you know, to, if you have all day to <laughs> so, sew so all day. takes a while
0: to make them, to put them together. It's not, it's not simple. You've got to have two pockets and four ties and you got to, you know, make the ties in a way that they don't unravel when they get washed. So <laughs> like, yeah, I'm certainly not doing it fast. <laughs>
1: What do you think of the announcement that uh, initially they were saying that masks weren't helpful, but now they're saying masks are helpful? Um, I think there's... that was
0: to stop the frenzy, honestly, of people going to go buy them.
1: Yeah, I've heard that uh, that be the popular theory as well. And uh, I was just wondering if you were, would agree to that.
0: So I never agree that, oh, we don't know, mask, it will sc- like we won't catch it from someone. Well, if it if the droplets are going out, if we had something on the face, that's going to stop the droplets going in and it's going to stop us touching our faces.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's like twice as effective, really. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so hey, you
0: want to talk to me about business? Uh,
1: yeah, it's actually, yeah, for sure, both. I mean, definitely Canada So's was one thing I, def- I wanted to bring up.
0: Uh, oh.
1: But uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, You've already kind of answered it but in terms of the effects of everything going on on the BACD and what you do, um, have you noticed like a decline and incline? Is it kind of staying the same with the switch to virtual?
0: Right so um, we closed on March the 13th right and we closed and said okay as of Monday we'll be working on the office but nobody's allowed in right and we're gonna make everything virtual so Uh, By Sunday night, it actually looked like we should just keep the office closed and not actually even have people coming in and not go to the office because I also wanted to protect my staff from being exposed and and being part of the the group of people that are moving around all the time. So I felt like, you know what, we should work from home. Now, over the years, I've already set up all our systems that they're cloud-based, that you can work virtually, that we can you know, we've run workshops through the years that are online. So it wasn't hard for us actually to just like switch on Monday morning. Let's start virtually. I think perhaps what's hard for us and many teams is feeling that isolation or just feeling that you don't have the same relationship, right? Because now you're online, but I felt pretty okay with it. I think we, as our team, we meet every day. Um, we have a, we actually meet on Google meet every morning and just discuss, you know, day and life. And it's hard, it's hard to be cooped up in your house every day, I think, for some people. Uh, But we try to keep that social connection going. And I think for our businesses, too, some of them feel very isolated. Some of them feel like, you know, I think all of us feel scared in some way, or some fear or some anxiety, because it's just the unknown, because we don't know. And I keep coming back to I've, I've had a couple of you know, of my own episodes, but I have to keep coming back to what can I control? Um, What do I have control over every day? And really the only thing I have control over is myself and my attitude and my behaviors, my thoughts, that sort of thing. And so, you know, I need to keep that in mind for myself. I need to help my team, help my customers, our clients. We are busier than ever. And it's not just with people that are like, I need to pay my rent, or I have a problem Or this. There are still people wanting to start businesses. There are people now who have time to think about what their business is like. There's people who can think about what strategies, how can I, you know, reinvent myself? How can I, you know, learn some skills that I can now learn to do content creation and and videos and, you know, editing things. So they now have that time for that list that's always just been like a to-do list. Yep. So we're busy.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine definitely with the, the support, but uh, it's interesting for, you know, looking at going into uh, what is definitely going to be a recession, you know, and, and everything like that, Being having so many people excited to start a business. That's very cool because um, I think that's also kind of uh, necessary. You know, and yeah. in, in, in the face of this is to have enough people that are willing to kind of do something and, and stimulate the economy despite what's happening in the positive, right. Okay. right?
0: I hope we're smart. You know, when we come out the other end of this, I think businesses are gonna be very different. And I really think like we should be supporting our small businesses. Yes, you can buy from here and there and there online. In some cases you have to. But there are many cases that you choose where those dollars go. Yep. And so, you know, choose to support that small business. Because at the end of the day, this whole bailout package, we're all going to be paying for it in taxes at some point after this. And so if we support the smaller businesses and they make money, then hopefully there isn't that much of a bailout that they all need, right? And, and that helps really what we have to pay back in the end. And we're in this together, really. We're all feeling this. I don't know. So maybe there's industries that are profiting from this right now, but they are under immense stress and numbers. And there's industries, you know, for sure, the health industry is healthy. Like it's the the economy is good for the health industry, but it's not good for the frontline workers that are getting traumatized and having to deal with, you know, the amount of stuff they're having to deal with through this.
1: And they're walking off because they're not getting enough PPEs because of that stress and that uh, supply chain of, of the equipment, right? So, so
0: true. So yeah. true. And that's concerning too, right? And we are not prepared for this. Now, I don't imagine any of our economic systems are prepared for this because we, why would we stockpile 5 billion masks somewhere and PPE equipment? And we just wouldn't. We would buy it just in time because it's based on what we need. So we had lead time. We probably knew from January that we should have stockpiled, but we didn't think it would be this serious. Like, I don't know what people think, you know?
1: Well, even, you know, the who, who are supposed to be the experts on this thing were t- telling people it would be okay keep flying, keep doing stuff, right, at the time. So, mm-hmm. you it know, it's to know. tough to know. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. You now, in terms of businesses that are now re- working remotely in the face of this, you um, how many do you think are going to go back to the office once everything rolls in? Or do you think they've maybe learned that like, it's not that necessary to have everybody sit in a big cubicle space and, you know, do that way when you can have a remote setting, that's maybe more efficient, possibly. I don't know. Uh,
0: It's going to be interesting to see actually how businesses shake out after this. I think some of them are going to feel like I want to actually go into a space where we can be together as people, you know, collaborating. Uh, but I also think there's not going to be such a hold to really be in a physical space if you don't need to be, and maybe we'll be more. What's the word? More um, focused? No, focus is not like more streamlined in your operations, but then still provide opportunities to come together. But maybe being in a physical space is not your number one need. So it's so hard to predict actually what's going to fall out from all of this and what's because we don't we don't even know what's going to happen. in in real estate and if businesses really are going to change and are they going to uh, change the way they do business right there's a lot of businesses that just can't do business online they can run some of their processes through business online but they can't do the whole business online so like a massage therapist or a chiropractor like they can do some educating and helping and but they can't really teach someone to adjust themselves and you know and they can't teach someone to massage themselves well you can maybe do some of it but maybe neck and back is a little difficult Or they can teach you know youth balls but you know those types of businesses are constrained by the type of service it's a personal service you know they can't cleaning companies too it's really hard right now for cleaning companies too you know that nobody really wants to go into each other's houses even though it's an essential service
1: even like the restaurant industry where I'm predominantly in, you know, it's, it's been a lot of, uh, shifting to t- take out, but traditionally the model was if you want to have an awesome restaurant, you'd have, you'd spend a lot of money on the decor and the atmosphere and have like a really excellent place to like exist for a while. Right. Wow. And now, you know, all of those places have had to move completely to, to go, which is, you know, sort of effective but now if everybody's doing to go there's so much choice on the market it makes it a little bit more difficult uh it's you know it's more difficult to choose a place uh, right. i find like you know if there's 23 different hamburgers and i don't have the ability to choose based on how great the place is to sit in you know where do i go right so
0: good point so now i uh, what we've been doing at home um my husband his business is dead too after this um but what we've been doing is just pick one restaurant every week and just order okay. a meal. And even then I have to one is enough because we're gonna be like my husband's business, you know, overnight there's no business. So I have to be careful. I don't have money extra money to spend either.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Uh now kind of back to all these guys, people that are starting their businesses in the face of this, which is really cool. Um, how are you guys sort of facilitating that? I know like uh, yeah. just my personal speaking with the banks and stuff like that, they're not really interested in loaning right now because of, of the stress on the system. It's very difficult to get a, a business loan that has any kind of overhead. So right. kind of how are you guys supporting and, and encouraging entrepreneurship right now?
0: Sure. So there's a lot of people still interested that were probably not affected by this. I mean, they're affected now because they're isolated, but Perhaps they were already in the place where they were starting to work on their side hustle or they were starting to work full-time or think full-time or, you know, they were already not working. So there's a lot of people like that. So then they're still just having some time to refine that business idea. Um, but the businesses that need loans, there's actually quite a few different financial vehicles out there. So there is the one that's $40,000 with the $10,000 forgivable. That's an interest-free loan. And then there's also a working capital loan that people can get from BDC. It's right on their website. You can apply for up to a hundred thousand. So there's that one, but I think that one, you still need good credit.
1: And, uh, from what I know, the hundred thousand dollar one, you need to have, uh, two years of of history with your company. So So that's a tough one, right? Yeah.
0: Um, for that one, but futurepreneur is a loan as well. So some people businesses can probably get futurepreneur funding if it's a brand new business. So that funds working capital. I don't know if you ever did that one way back when?
1: Uh, yeah, that was actually the, the main avenue that I went through was futurepreneur.
0: Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, have they made any concessions with you yet? With oh, people?
1: totally. Yeah. Them and the BDC actually are, are very good right now in terms right. of um, not necessarily giving new credit, but uh, postponing all payments on the credit you, you had previously, right. which has really saved me uh, for sure. And. and right as this goes on, we'll save me more. So.
0: Exactly. I also saw yesterday that BD, uh, BMO sent me a letter saying, look, if you have credit lines and business accounts and all that speak to us, we'll help you defer the payment. So it's, I think it's dependent on each bank. So, you know, really your job is to like figure out quickly, what are your expenses, where are they going and phone up all the places. It's going to unfortunately be with case by case basis, you know, oh, Yeah. Um, like in my family, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to stop anything at the moment because I don't, I don't, I, I'd rather give it to someone who needs it more. Like, you know, my husband hopefully will get the $2,000 a month and then we can hump along on that, just cut back on some expenses. And sadly now we, to, we used to go out to restaurants fairly often. And now, <clears throat> now we can't, but we can still order from them once a week. <clears throat> I also think, I mean, for your employees, there's definitely like the EI, like they're trying hard to work around all the scenarios. I don't know. I actually asked a, an accountant today what this some of the specifics are around the EI because it said you have to have a five thousand dollars in employment income, but what happens if you don't? What happens if you were on maternity leave? What happens if you were studying outside the country? You know, those are things that will not make you eligible so I'm hoping they can give me some some feedback on that but at BACD we changed like our general services that we still run or are still running like everything is still going we have uh, workshops and webinars so like every week we run a startup session that goes through the basics of starting a business every week we're running a business plan masterclass. so that's for people who um, need to maybe apply for loans and Put forward financial documents, so we're doing a business plan and a cash flow forecast in that. And so that's staying busy as well. So and then we have our business fundamentals. We're running a whole bunch of webinars with different experts. So some of our stuff is free. We're we're certainly sensitive to try and do as much free as possible. But some I've got to pay these people. It's their livelihood, and so I've got to figure out. Sure, I'm not paying them what they're worth but there are some that we still have to try and recoup some money for them.
1: For sure. Yeah. And honestly, you guys do amazing service. Like uh, it's, there's a lot of that information that you wouldn't be able to do uh, you know, your business or, or to move forward with that entrepreneurial goal without knowing that information. So Thank you. Uh, yeah. like, it took me like, I think six months to write my business plan to the point where I was comfortable going for my loans. So.
0: <laughs> we could have helped you with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely um and and yeah and I, i've heard also um i believe it was uchi who mentioned uh the starter plus program that you guys are are operating now um what's so sort are, of-
0: so the Starter company plus program is what it is so it's for people that are actually market ready already and like they're kind of in business they're under a year in business and it's a five thousand dollar grant that you don't have to pay back right at this very moment the government has delayed our funding so we um, don't actually have the money to pay the grant Okay. I don't think we'll have it before the end of May. So we can run the program and get everybody through it and get them approved. But there's a a chance that the money is delayed. I mean, I'm hoping we have a contract with the government, but like these would be the times where they could cancel those contracts because they've got, I'm sorry, we've got a pandemic here and we've got to send the money elsewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm hoping that's not the case, but... You can only do what you can do, right?
1: For sure. And like, you know, if, if part of that program is learning those skills anyways, then, you know, you can take that and transfer it to another financial institution while you're exactly. waiting or to do something in the meantime. So, yeah. um, and you guys have amazing follow-up. I know that for sure. So being able to, we you know. Try.
0: We think of you often and see you on Facebook. And I'm like, I didn't <laughs> think that to Andrew. And then I think I did on Facebook. But then I said, Patrice, look, I, I reached out to Andrew. Why don't you reach out to him and see how he's doing? Because we, you know, it's hard for all of you guys. Like, you know, you've got your head full of all the things you're trying to figure out and all the balls in the air. And So to be fair to you, you know, I might not be your first priority if you've got to speak to your bank and do this and do that and do this, right? But maybe now's the time for you to also think about how do I pivot my model so that I blend the model so there's some virtual and there's some some in person right and and maybe that helps you with your business going forward that you actually cover all kind of kind of consumer markets you know
1: yeah and it gives you bigger reach if you're doing something digital too right that people who were just in Durham might not be able to uh, fully you know you you can now take advantage of the fact that you can play uh, Dungeons and Dragons or board games virtually like you've said so definitely that first week when everything went down for restaurants in particular was very much just calling every single person that I have an account with and and explaining the situation to them and figuring out what we can do. And it was, uh, it was just calls and calls and calls for a solid while there, just making sure all my accounts were settled and made sense. And, um, Luckily, you know, most of what I was doing was like buying products and then either cooking it or, uh, you know, selling it as retail. So those are pretty easy conversations to have. And like, okay, I'm not going to be able to buy anything from you for a while, or you know, let me figure out what I can do to be able to continue to have a business relationship with you. Um, but it was like, you know, all of the other classic things that you forget about. Like I forgot about, um, you know, once a month you do our, your pest inspection and um i usually get my invoice at the start of the month and then i have my inspection at the end of the month and everything happened like in the middle so like last week my inspector called me and was like hey are you are you here and i'm like are we doing this and i'm like oh wow yeah i forgot i called everybody else and i forgot about you yeah no <laughs> sure, we're down for a while so yeah
0: yeah yes. and cleaners you gotta tell your cleaners we're not there so don't come in
1: yep and your cloth service and your knife service and all those guys so it's uh, definitely is, is a good time to take a look at all of your expenses and make sure that all of your accounts you've set up over the course of your, your year, your business up to this you point. You still
0: need them, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, double check. And also, uh, it's, you're right, it's kind of a good catch up period, right? Like you've got all these, uh, now, now it's easy to say, all right, I'm paying $65 a month for this. Where does that fit into my budget? Like, yeah, sure, definitely. Because, you know, you, you kind of have your rough ideas of like, okay, like, I know this much is going out each month, but where is it going exactly? And it's a good time to double check that you're doing everything. And
0: true. I mean, even at BACD, we've had to go, uh, what are non-essential items right now? What are non-essential? Don't buy them. Delay. Because yep. we, and if I'm doing it, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else is doing it too, right? Delay buying, delay making a decision. Like, you don't, if you don't need it, don't buy it. Because for it's sure just not not necessary for sure and I mean that's the hard part is all of us are holding on to our money right
1: right yeah
0: not letting we're not opening the purse but I think as soon as this is over we'll all be back at it I'm sure and want to get a really good perspective on what it means to support your local community and what it means to be part of a local community and what you know what all of us as human beings mean and I think you know, that's a, that's a good thing. We need to become a bit more conscious of the ripple effect we have by the decisions we make and the places we shop and the stores we visit. And, you know, we want to, like, I have a balance between those, but I try and always to support local businesses and, because it's harder for them, right? Amazon's probably got big engines and they're still going great. Sure, we could have learned from them to have similar models, right? Yeah. If anything, what's hard for small businesses is that they haven't adapted with the times. They haven't adapted to provide the experience online for customers, right? You, even if they can book online, can they research online? Can they decide online? Can they, you know, and that's what we need to do as, as a small business. You need to give them the Amazon's experience but in yep. your small location, you know, and I think we can do that. Like I really do. And one of our clients, Alicia Jones from AJ Creative, started durhamregiononline.ca. So it's like a marketplace for Durham Region. So if businesses have a digital offer or something where they offer, you know, something online, then Mm -hmm. you can be part of that directory.
1: That's very cool. That
0: might be, you know, it's a free directory. It might be worth it. Is, is really looking, I would love to see just like one place that has a marketplace, you know, for everybody, but it's so, it's so tough because each region wants to have its own flag of, you know, we're supporting local kind of thing. Well, supporting Ontario, supporting Canada, that is supporting local, you know, that is supporting our own manufacturing. And maybe through all of this, we'll learn to come back to things where if you control the supply chain, if it's all in Canada, and we're creating jobs for everybody and we're creating products and services Then people are buying it, then I think our economy will do well.
1: Be more insulated for sure against this kind of thing and these disruptions, right? Yeah. yeah. I think the danger though of, uh, of consolidating everything into like a uh, Canadian Amazon or something like that or Canadian directory is that you end up with just another Amazon, right? Where you've got all these different sellers that are still small businesses and there's this one platform that is doing very well, right? Um, so I think that's the only scare with sort of all these small businesses giving their power up that way.
0: Yes, it's uh, true.
1: But, uh, but definitely there needs to be, uh, some shifting into the, into the digital space for most of these businesses. I think the other thing with small businesses, is like a lot of the people that I know in the community are, their scope is so small right so it's it's tough for them to ever grow to a very large point because they're more interested in this like kind of narrow defined space that they do really well in but only here and can't really get much bigger
0: right that's where the scalability is an issue right and so I I would say for a business if you can figure out a way for number one to run it virtually and number two to scale it then you're in the panel seats and there are some businesses that can scale and some that just can't but You know, you can scale by hiring more people to scale the service. You can also scale by bringing in more services or more products. Like you can add a product like for you. You might be able not to scale your physical location. Well, I think you will be able to after this is over. But like say that's one of your barriers, then scale online somehow, you know. Think about what I can offer online. Um, Number one, the experience. And number two, the products, right?
1: For sure. Yeah. No
0: you know, to come up with all these
1: solutions you know. Well, especially when you're so stressed, right? I think that's the thing.
0: We can't make, we can't actually easily be creative when we're so stressed out as people, right? Like it's not easy to think of solutions, but like, here's one of the things that always keeps me going. Whether I worry about today, whether I worry about tomorrow or not, it's still going to come tomorrow is still going to be here if, if i survive and sleep through the night and make it to the next day like so worrying you ruining today worrying about tomorrow is it's just ruining today you no know? yeah so again i go back to i have to control my attitude i have to control my thoughts i have to turn off the news i have to keep myself positive i listen to like youtube a lot i listen to a whole bunch of different coaches that talk about mental health and and positivity and and controlling my own thought systems right so that i don't feel crappy because when i feel crappy i don't make good decisions like well this is where people are like drinking a ton and eating and yeah. <laughs> you know because we're like well if we can do nothing else we can eat and we can drink right well that 's not health that 's not good for our own health anyway, and then when we eat crappy, then also our mental health is not good because we 're affecting that right yep. like, so it's a very it's a very interesting lesson that we 're going through, also just a lesson on self care right and both mentally and physically
1: oh yeah, for sure, I think it 's actually difficult too because a lot of the gyms have shut down. So if, if you're trying to do any kind of physical self-care, you've now got to look at what you can do in your house or in your neighborhood that's you know, easier to, to stay fit.
0: I got that figured out. I, years ago, put a gym in my own house. So I use YouTube and uh, I dance, I do walking, I do stepping, I do high intensity intervals, I do aerobics, I don't care. I do yoga, I do whatever. Like I find half an hour, I look, search half an hour pilates half an hour yoga half an hour high intensity and you don't really need any equipment you can use your body if you do need equipment well look at the tin cans and things that you might have that you can use right or heavy things furniture you can lift uh-huh. you can you you can do it i mean sure you're by yourself but there's lots of options and i even think there's some organizations that live stream free yoga classes and free pilates and, free CrossFit and like you know we've got it you've this is this is a time for self-care both mentally and physically for sure you know um yeah. it's tough that i mean we this is tough like <laughs> there's no way around this this is tough for like everybody I, I don't know anybody that's not affected by this like you're either stuck in your house or you're stuck having to go out and exp- expose yourself so you like you've got both options so
1: Yeah, I think actually having to go out is almost scarier right now, too, because you're worried about your own health. But then when you go and you come back to your family or whoever you're staying with, um, you're worried about bringing that to them. So
0: yeah, I have my immune system is compromised. So I'm really careful about going out. And uh, my husband's actually the one who goes and he wears gloves and a mask. And that's just his choice. You know, everybody do what you want to do. But he feels more comfortable doing that since he's the one that's gonna go go out. Um, so like you gotta do what you gotta do, but yeah, they'll be they'll be people who will be afraid of going out in the future.
1: Sure. Now I do like to end this on a positive note. Which yeah, we gotta
0: let it go, right? And we can focus on what we can control, find yeah. the beauty in every day.
1: Exactly. And if you do need something to escape to, what have you been like doing to do that? Is it, uh, are there books you're reading? Is it just YouTube? What is your kind of, uh, go-to right now? What's the best thing? Yeah,
0: mine's YouTube. So I like to sew. So I follow a whole bunch of sewers or people that sew. I, um, I also follow like a whole bunch of positive psychology people. So like Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Mm -hmm. Anita Moriani, um I and I Vanessa Simpkins is another one I Mary Kate's another one I just find that you know I it, it takes my focus off of my head and puts it on something else I also do a ton of just learning you know I I love to learn so I have a Gaia subscription and I learn and we have Udemy so we have lots of courses on Udemy and lynda.com and I do read books and magazines as well so I'm so busy like I love all that stuff I'm just have such a thirst for knowledge and I think you know I try and focus it in places where I feel energized by it not I don't want to like the news just ignore it like yeah you you know on Twitter you can find a little bit on Facebook like this there's places you can get the news so you're kept up to date but Get the highlight reel and then move on, because it really just it fires up. I try it. to
1: stick to just the. Uh...
0: Yeah, just the just highlight the... reel and move on. Yep.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, so, I but think...
0: we can get through this. We can do this.
1: We can, for sure. I think. Uh, I think, especially the people who are good and are able to, you know, navigate through this really crazy time, are going to come out the other side in a very strong position too. Right? If you can, if you can ride this out um, and get to the other side of this where people are get, trying to get back to normal. Um, you know, it's, uh, not that I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, but he always talks about being built for winter and, uh, this is kind of that, you know, it's a really, it's, if you look at it like a challenge and not necessarily a crisis, I think it's a better situation.
0: And, and also think about it, we're not stuck at home, we're safe at home,
1: right? Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: A way better way to think about it and Maybe, yes, we have to retool our lives a little bit and refocus our priorities. And this is a reset. This is a reset for that crazy hamster wheel we're all on. So maybe this is an opportunity to really take some time, create some space, maybe meditate, maybe think, maybe some journaling, like really use this time to figure those things out. Like we have a lot of time to think, you know? And so use your time to think better things.
1: Thank you very much, Teresa, for, for doing this interview with me. And um, hopefully we can get it out pretty soon and yeah. uh, have some, some help for people. We've actually got like three in the pipeline right now. So it's just oh, kind oh, of... I'm
0: excited for you.
1: I need to come out. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. So.
0: Thank you. Take uh, care, Andrew. You know where we are if we can help reach out, you know? I always sure. think a problem shared is a problem half. Even if we just talk about it, you know?
1: Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely, lonely path. So it's even more important to make sure you reach out to people that are awesome.
0: One of the things I'm starting on Monday actually is called Mindset Mondays. I'm going to put on a Facebook live. I haven't figured out the time yet, but I'm just going to start just 15 minutes. Let's talk. Not, not long. It's just like, how do we keep focused, right? Just keep moving forward with our goals. And I think having someone to check in with, having other people to talk to might just help.
1: For sure. Have you Art. seen uh, John Krasinski's uh, "Some Good News" that he's doing now?
0: Yes, I have. I like him.
1: It's, it's very adorable. So I love that idea. I think Mindset Monday sounds very cool.
0: Yeah, so. awesome. I'm going to do it. All right. Awesome. I appreciate your time and thank you for interviewing me and being great to chat. It's
1: been great, tattoo. Thank you very much for doing this, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Bye, Teresa. Thank you for being a guest today on our podcast. This is Teresa Shaver signing off from the Business Advisory Center Durham, and we hope that you will join us next week. Take care, guys.